This is a Rant EM Radio special presentation. Last time on the What Are You Reading comic book show back on June 29th, 2015. And you know what? This show is my show, okay? Let me tell you something. This is the baby I created, okay? This show cannot exist without me. Okay? They thought you could keep me down, but they can't, okay? Because I am the host of this show. This is the What Are You Reading comic book show, and I'm coming to you live. And you know what? I need a new co-host because I felt this was last week. The opportunity that some people took around here. I can't stand it, okay? Welcome to the What Are You Reading comic book show. Oh, uh, intro and uh, I don't know, was that when you took over the uh, when my show was taken over for a week? No, that was what you, that that was what you actually said on your last show. You actually said that on your final episode. Wow, that was a different person, and I've mellowed since then. But anyway, <clears throat> welcome everyone. You know, I, I was told I had one more show to do in my on my contract, so I'm here to do it. This is the Surfer, joined by my um, sidekick and trainer, the Devil Way. Sidekick and training. Yeah, because for the years I've been trying to get you to, to read one comic book, one graphic novel, and you just refuse to do it. I've got Godzilla on in the background. That's good enough. No, no, no. Now, speaking of Godzilla, there's a book that came out like a week or two ago. You probably would be really interested in it. Okay. It's Godzilla versus the Power Rangers. I think I've heard about and that. Right, it's a it's a mini series by a pickup issue one. Uh huh. And I was shocked how much I enjoyed. Um, so Rita Rapunzel, huh? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. She decides she wants to go to a, a different world without powering, and she's running this spell. But the Green Ranger shows up. When while she's doing the spell, 
So she ends up on the, the earth where there's kaiju, like Godzilla and stuff. And as, as soon as you get there, Angel Grove is, is wet. But in the middle of it, you got Godzilla fighting the kaiju. And Godzilla, of course, being the king of the monsters, you're not going to beat him in most cases. But then Rita finds out about some aliens. They've been trying to take over the Earth themselves, but they can't because Godzilla is always there to part them. Okay. Um, so Godzilla, and she tries to spell Godzilla, and she's having trouble holding it. So Tommy shows wakes up and sees. Godzilla and just think, oh, another creature. Rita must have conjured it. And she's shocked that you can't conjure uh, creatures on this planet. They just, they're just there. They were just wrong there. So Tommy calls his little, uh, his, his, his Zord, thinking he's going to take care of Godzilla. And Godzilla shows him another thing. Destroying his Zord with one blast. And the book ends with the rest of the Power Rangers coming through the portal to help Tommy. So. Now, my predictions, of course, that uh, they'll fight for a while and with no clear winner, and then eventually they'll have to team up to stop all of the bad guys. It's a fun book. Uh, everybody, at, you know, a lot of people jumped on it because... I, you know, I grew up with Godzilla fans. A lot of people grew up as a uh, Power Rangers fan. And Double A, you're a Power Rangers fan, right? I'm a both. I'm bo- I like both. No, I'm just saying you. I am you a Power Rangers Power- fan. Yeah, I was. Wa- I watched yeah. Power Rangers as a kid, and and I watched Godzilla as a kid, and I I have Godzilla on right now. You know. Uh, which one? I have. Um, it's uh, Godzilla versus Destroyer. I think oh, it's okay. one of my favorites because you know, from 1995, and I just you know, the translation and the acting is just so. It's just so humorous, but nobody has been able to answer me this question. Okay, in okay. all the Godzilla movies I've watched, and I've watched a lot of them. A lot mm-hmm. of them have been very bad. Why do the females? get so attached to Godzilla and when he dies or something happens to him, they cry. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Japanese Hollywood trope. You know, uh, they're scared of hell. They're scared to hell out of him. The women have to do something in these movies. But they cry when he dies. But does Godzilla ever really die? He's been killed. There's been multiple Godzillas. I don't buy into that. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. Believe... I have to play that drop. Matt, Matt, send me a drop. Hold on. That I have to play. Go ahead. Continue talking, Surfer. Yeah, I, I, I never buy into multiple Godzillas. But they, they've explained that because of the uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, Roland Emmerich uh, Godzilla. Uh-huh. Which is an abomination of a movie, but uh, I, 
I think that even when it seems like he's dead, he's not really dead. He, he, like, he regenerates and comes back. That's what I believe. Now, who knows? Now, what, what drop you want to play? Well, I got this, and um, for some reason it's not letting me. Uh, but let's see if we can play this here. This is Stan Lee, and the What Are You Reading comic book show stinks. Somebody sent me that. Oh, I didn't hear it. This is but of Stan course, Lee, I didn't hear most of the audio you play through uh, Discord. So. You didn't hear that this is Stan Lee? This is Stan Lee, and the What Are You Reading comic book show stinks. Let me see. Did it go over on the feed? Hold on. This is Stan Lee on the What Are You Reading comic book show stinks. You heard that, right? No. You didn't hear that? Mm-mm. Oh, what a shame. I've never could hear. That sounds, Every time you play uh, audio. That sounds like a personal problem. It, it goes in and out. I don't know. That sounds, but anyway. That sounds like a personal problem. Now, but anyways, go ahead. We, of course, been holding off talking about the, uh, the big news of the week that's been talked that... about and talked about uh-huh. in every corner of television and podcasts and YouTube, BooTube, even even porn. I, I'm, I'm expecting a porn to come out of this. But this is on Sunday night, of course, with the smack curve around the world. When one of the presenters, Chris Rock, made a joke like he always did, made a joke about, um, um, here we go again, there's the name, um, Jada, and the fact, you know, she's, she's low cut, and because she has alopecia, and, now, I think she's gorgeous with her hair. Uh, low. Not letting women can pull it off, but he pulls it off pretty, pretty well. Well, a lot of black women can pull it off. Well, a white woman couldn't do that. No, I think white women pull it off. But so he makes a joke about her being in GI Jane too because of that, and everybody chuckled, but he doesn't find it funny, including Will. Yeah, but you know, he looked over. He probably looked over and saw that she was she didn't find it funny, and he might he might even said, "Are you going to do something? Are you going to sit there and laugh?" And of course, he goes up on stage, and you think maybe there's a kid around. But no, he smacked the shit out of him. Now, Grant gave him a Hollywood smack. The kind of smack you see in movies. I do believe it was real. I do believe that he connected. Right. But I think he pulled it enough not to really hurt him enough, a lot. They call that a working slap in wrestling. For, right. those, of you, for those of you that are, have, are listening over from the rant. But anyways, go ahead. So, what is your uh, whole opinion on this? Well, I, right. saw it, I saw it live... 
I couldn't believe it. I went immediately back and rewind around the uh, DVR. Yeah, I did that a couple of times myself. And uh, then it was not even one, not even fifteen minutes. I think it passed. And um, Matt's asking, "What comic book did this slap in happen in?" Um, and oh, <laughs> I, I basically within minutes, the unedited version came out. Because he's a comic book icon, he's been in a few comic book movies, so he counts. He was, he was just in the uh, first Suicide Squad movie, which uh, he was the main, main star, and his, basically his career took off. Even though it's not a, it's not based on a comic book, it's in the comic book like genre, which was a uh, uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. His uh, he started in that, and that kind of had his career take off. Mm-hmm. So what's the he's one he's one of us. But what are you saying, that boy? No, that within minutes the. Um... The satellite feed that went out internationally made it online, and um, and we had the uncensored version because, of course, ABC uh, hit the dump button. So there was a lot that was there were seven seconds that was cut out of it. Plus, it was uh, censored. On top of that, yeah, but ABC, right? Yeah. They didn't have to put the camera on Will Smith after. It wasn't Will. It wasn't ABC that did that. The producers of no, the ABC, ABC didn't sell it at all. ABC ABC is not the producers of the show. Oh, they're just the broadcasters. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. But they still put the camera on him after he sat down, and he's sitting up there cursing up a storm. And they have to bleep it out. They didn't have to put the camera on him at all. This is probably the most double-taped um, thing on television since Janet Jackson got exposed at the Super Bowl. The thing is, and is that it was so out of left field, like you would never expect mm-hmm. something like that to happen. And whether it was a working slap or a bitch slap, a weak slap, whatever, however you want to assess it, uncalled for, unprofessional on Will Smith's part, because here's what I think, and I said this the other day in discussion with Lee, that if Will had the hair condition and Chris Rock made a joke, Jada was not going to go up there and do that. That's for hell, that's for damn sure. Also, I question would he have still done the same thing had he had not had she not had a, a hair condition but she was bald. Um not because she might have found it funny herself. Nah. Um she just I don't think now, she likes to be the brunt of jokes. She was just on Equalizer, like a couple of weeks ago, and she had the store hair then. I thought maybe she was doing that for the for the TV show. Until I started seeing her 
in pictures, you know, with the story all the time. And then I just assumed it was just a, you know, a fashion choice. You know, I had fit, you know, nice and round. And, uh, and so that's it. And, and uh, he will, he wins. Apparently, and now, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people said that it took away from his, uh, you know, his celebratory uh, thing that could have happened. Of course, Denzel and Tyler Perry had to calm Will down. Like, um, what's the word I'm looking that for? That game was standing ovation. No, what's the word I'm there's, looking there's for? Nobody, they had to comfort him. Huh? They had to comfort him. No, saying nobody sat on their hands. When he got announced the winner, they gave him a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it took away from from him winning or not. Second, nobody was really watching this game. Um, Oscars. I'm quite sure leading up to that, the radio was kind of down. And just like uh, years ago, when the MTV Music Award was. Um, got to a point where nobody gave a damn about it. I mean, MTV wasn't even showing showing music anymore. And then Kanye West was up on stage and harassed poor Taylor Swift and the ratings started going up after that because people wanted to know. What was going to happen next? Is Kanye going to flip out or not? So, they're talking about punishing him. But they probably he probably did them a favor because next year people will tune in to wonder what what could happen next year. I mean, sometimes you can say it was wrong that he went up there and smacked him, but sometimes shot value works. Now, do you think he should be stripped of his? Uh, of his um... He should be punished. Well, Whoopi said that, that they, that's not happening to her to get the script. Well, I mean, they yeah. asked him to leave, and he didn't. I, I just saw something tonight that said that, they, that that's not true. Mm, I don't know. I, it would have looked bad if he'd have won, and then he's not there in the audience. I um, don't know. One last thing. Because he won, he's he's supposed to be a presenter next year. I think definitely you don't let him present next year. You agree with that, right? Say that again. Because he won, he's supposed to be a presenter next year. Would you not have him present an award to anybody? In fact, I would have Chris Rock do it. So, apparently, uh, at Access, they reveal and not. This is completely has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but they revealed an Undertaker statue a few moments ago. Um, is it like the same size as Andre? Like you know what? It's it's the same type of statue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long before he gets his own memorial uh, match of some kind? Who knows. Now, um, 
But yeah, Chris Rock should be the one presenting. And I said this the other night. Chris Rock needs to come out with a helmet. Well, the, you know, he did his first uh, comedy show since that happened this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically shut people down for trying to uh, talk bad about Will Smith at his cell panel. Now, let's talk about the, the next actor. He's done like three or four comic book movies. He's an icon of, among actors. Might be known as the last movie star or two. And that is old Bruce Willis. He's stepping away from making movies. Yep. He has a disease, and apparently he's been fighting it for a while. And people have been saying, like, he's been, like, phoning it in. But I guess he was just trying to do as much as he could before he couldn't anymore. And now now we're hearing that uh, they had to have standards for him in movies. They had to put earpieces in to, to uh, feed him his lines because he couldn't remember them. And uh, it's kind of sad that... Uh, it's sad. Now, as far as comic book movies, he's most known for uh, two Red movies, two uh, Sin City movies, and then uh, you got uh, Unbreakable, which is not based on a comic, but it's considered a comic book movie. Now, I don't know if you want to put Split and uh, Glass and those things, because, like, Nobody liked Glass at all, apparently. Oh, and he, and he did a G.I. Joe Retaliation. Okay. And, and he, he played uh, the original uh, G.I. Joe. And he was also the uh, the voice of Mikey in Look Who's Talking. Yeah, well, I was thinking with Conway. Now, of course, he's, he, as far as regular movies, you know, of course, you have the Dodd series. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Look who's talking like you just said. Um, what else is what else is his iconic role? Um, he was in uh, Armageddon. Yeah, of course, Armageddon. That 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 popcorn. Movie. Um, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah, the, whole, the whole nine yards. That was good. Whole ten yards, not real. Uh, uh, Luke, he was Luke in Pulp Starlight. Fiction. He's in Expendables. Uh, let's see here. I mean, that's just a uh, whole now, shitload of movie. Bad movie. Cop Out was one. Uh, he was Last in, Out was bad. He had an uncredited scene in Loaded Weapon. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, the TV wise, he was uh, known for uh, Moonlighting, which kind of kicked off his career in a way. He was in Bonfire of the Vanities, and uh, Fifth Element. That's a that's a movie. That's a it's a the niche movie. Now I love Fifth Element. I get what they was doing. But not everybody kind of liked that movie. 
Oh, you know he's in Beavis and Butthead? Yes, he is. I saw that. Yeah. And 12 Monkeys. Yes, I love 12 Monkeys. Uh, great Philadelphia movie. Mm. Ocean's yeah, 12. He had a cameo in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Yeah, when Boy Scout. Yeah, he's got a he's got a shitload of movies here, so. But it's sad. It is yeah. sad. The, uh, the 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 movie star, the era of movie stars are, are fading away from Hollywood. It used to be, you know, an actor based just on his name brought people in. But nowadays, it's about it's it's more about the franchise than uh, and Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's all. It, everything know, is Seth Rogen now. Uh, Seth Rogen. People don't run to the theater because of him. If I never saw Seth Rogen again or heard about him, I'd be a happy man. Well, Seth Rogen is responsible for some great TV shows. That's fine. I just don't like him as a person. He's a, he's obnoxious. Yeah. All right. Now, I know this is the part you've been waiting on, Double A. So, I want you to get the pad and pencil. Of course. Your your review of the movie that supposedly is, uh got more rotten tomatoes than, than the garbage out back. It's a fifteen percent rock between Morbius people. The uh Marvel Marvel character made by Tony Films. Tony he did it again. He really, really uh crapped the bed on this one. So uh Jared Leto plays the lead character of Michael Morbius, who scientists, you know, trying to find a cure for a blood disease that he has and thinks that through bats he can find a cure. And he runs some experiment. He thinks he's got the right formula, but when he takes the, the formula, now he has a dependency on, on blood and becomes a vampire. But not an undead vampire, a living vampire. Now, of course, he realizes he's Screwed up, and you know he, he wants to find a way to uh, end his affliction. But he has a friend; he has a childhood friend, played by Matt Smith. Who, when they was young, they lived in the same like uh, hospital, and they both had the same disease. But Michael Morris was pretty intelligent for his age. So he was sent to the best schools, and he spent his whole life looking for a cure for him and his friends. And, of course, when he realized that he messed up, the friend sees him and thinks, oh, my God, you are happy. Give it to me. And he's like, no, no, no. This is not a good idea. He's like, oh, what, so you're just going to let me die while you live? And dude's like, look, I'm dependent on blood. So, of course, being a friend, the guy gets the formula anyway. He thinks he takes it, 
And now he's going around killing people because he can't control his blood. And the world thinks Michael Morbius is, is the killer. And so, of course, they search for him. And the movie spends his time with the hero and villain fighting it out with, to me, I don't know why they had to make two vampires, but that's the thing. Anyway, I thought the special effects wasn't, wasn't tight at all. In so many scenes that was just uh, shaky and wonky. You, you know, they poked the stone up moving at moving off fast, but you really didn't see what was going on. And Sony, they've been trying to keep up with Marvel as a as a um, as a studio because. And Sony, like before Marvel Studio came along, it was just Marvel Comics. Sony came up to Marvel and said, hey, we want to get the rights to Spider-Man. And Marvel said, well, we'll give you the rights to all of our characters. And they laughed and said, no, only, the only one that's worth anything is Spider-Man. So because of that, you get all of these villains that go along with that, or any allies. But then after Marvel Steel comes along, they make the Avengers. Now everybody wants to do a shared universe. And Sony thinks they can make a shared universe with these Spider-Man characters that doesn't work without Spider-Man. And right now they haven't done a Spider-Man movie with any of these characters, Venom or Morbius. And all of these people's um, origins are tied into Spider-Man. But because there's no Spider-Man in these movies, they have to make up origins that just make no sense. Now, I know you're looking forward to seeing it, Double A. I know you told me off off air, right? Oh, sure. You know, as soon as WrestleMania as soon as WrestleMania is over, I'm going to go and see it. You and the missus? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take the whole family. Are uh, you going to AOC or Regal? I don't know. Whichever has the most uncomfortable seats. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so just wait for it to come on TV. Like I, do, like I do for most movies, Surfer. Like I do for most movies. No, I'm not saying you. I'm telling the audience. But they, you can just wait for it to come on TV. The last, the last movie I saw in the theaters was was Fast Nine or F Nine or whatever the hell that's called. And that just that just came on um, HBO Max. HBO Max. Yep. So I watched and, uh, it already. I'm gonna have to watch well, it again. It's, and it's not it's not on the cock. No, it, it'll be a while before it goes there. You know, all the um, all the Fast and Furious movies start off on HBO. How can it not be on the cop, man? Well, I don't know. The cop is getting bigger and bigger. Yes, it is. Now, speaking of TV, uh, yesterday, I was excited for this uh, show to come on, and it did not disappoint. We got this Disney Marvel show, Moon Knight. Episode one came on yesterday. And the internet's been on fire. Uh, how good this show is. 
Now, quickly, to tell you about Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a character named Mark Spector, who was a mercenary. And when he couldn't follow orders from the person he was working for, that person killed him out there in Egypt. And as he died in front of a statue of an Egyptian god, the Egyptian god brought him back to life to be his avatar on Earth and to take vengeance on those that are sorely needing it. So when he goes back to the United States to this out uh, judgment and punishment, he wears this all-white suit because he wants people to see him coming. And he takes up three personalities. He takes up his regular personality called Mark Spector. He takes on a personality called Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant is the business mogul who becomes, like, super rich in order for him to do his uh, crime fighting. And then he takes a third persona called Jake Locke, and he's a cab driver who goes around getting information about criminals out there in the street so he can go out there and beat their ass. And Moonlight started late 70s, but then his series started in the, in the early 80s. And that went on for like 100 or so episodes. I mean, issues, sorry. Since then, uh, there's been different series of Moon Knight, which they add on to the lore. Uh, Moon Knight was always accused of being a Batman ripoff. And that's not the case. Even though, okay, you know, he flies around in a, in a helicopter. And he, he, he has a grip and he uses it to fight crime. That's about where the uh, similarities end. Moon Knight's been more of a... Uh, He's taking on more like supernatural villains and uh now his 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 number one villain back in the day was a was a guy named Bushman. He's a racial stereotype. And of course they couldn't use him in in the T V show because that just wouldn't fly today. But he's also taken on a persona called Mr. Knight. You you know what Mr. Knight does, that boy? Do I know Mr. Knight? No. All right, so what Mr. Knight is, he puts on all white suit and wears a white mask and not the, not the costume, but just a regular white suit with a white mask. And he goes around, like if the police needs help with something, um, he shows up as Mr. Knight. So he'll solve a crime, but if he has to become Moon Knight and... Beat up on somebody, he'll do that too. And so he basically has a split personality. And throughout the years, they've, they've dove into the fact that he is a bit crazy, doesn't know who he is. And they played this in the, in the first episode. Now, when you meet him in the TV show, he's playing uh, Stephen Grant. He's not rich or anything but he's like a bumbling idiot who works at a museum. And he knows something wrong with him because he feels like he's having these dreams that seem real, and he's not getting a rest. He, like, ties himself to the bed. He uh, puts tape on the door. 
and, you know, puts sand around his bed. And so when he wakes up, he, you know, it, he seems like everything's fine. But what he doesn't realize is he's, he's switching personalities. And that other personality of Mark Spector, he's going out and doing things. So it's like um, he goes to bed. The next night he wakes up in uh, Germany after having fell out of a window. And he's being chased by uh, machine gun thugs, and he steals this Egyptian artifact. And Ethan Hawk, you know Ethan Hawk? Yeah. You said? Yeah, I said, yeah, Ethan Hawk. Yeah, you know, training day. Yeah. Well, he plays the villain. He plays Arthur Hargrove. He kind of is the you know, avatar for another Egyptian guy. And he finds out that uh, Stephen Grant has this um, this uh, artifact that he wants, and he's trying to get it from him. But Stephen Grant doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to give it to him. But his other personality won't let him give it up. And you go from him being grabbed by like six or seven guys, and then his eyes roll back, and the next thing you know, when you see him again. He's standing there with blood all over his hands, with every person that was just holding him on the ground, either dead or looked dead. And he goes through this uh, amazing chase scene that they have on, on the side of the um, cliff, where he's blacking out because he doesn't, like, as Stephen Grant, he, he, he's useless. But he blacks out and he comes back. People are dead. And finally, at the end, he, he discovers he has another personality. And the show ends with him turning into Moon Knight and beating up a like a, an Egyptian monster with his bare hands. And then he walks into the camera, and that's how the, the first episode ends. Now, you're not a Disney Plus person, right? I have Disney Plus. Oh. You plan on... Checking it out at any point? I don't know. I mean, there's a million other shows that everybody else has watched, and I haven't even touched one of them. Do you have a... Do you have Paramount Plus? I, I don't have it right now, but I can turn my subscription on at any moment because uh, the wife gets it free through her cell phone provider. I had it before. They got a Halo series on there. I saw the commercials, yeah. Right. Now, I've not never played the Halo game. Neither have I. But. Well, no, I take that back. I have, actually. But. It, this first episode upset people to no end. Because Master Chief, who's like the, the main uh, character, did something he never does in the game. He took his helmet off. <laughs> they had to do something to get the people's attention. No, that that turns people off. Well, people and will want to. People will want to see what uh, you know. What what other bullshit they'll do on that show now? They'll criticize it all, but they're going to want to see what other bullshit they do. Definitely, all. I mean, and uh, like I said, look, I I don't have a 
a reference point to get upset over it, but okay. Well, <laughs> would you be upset if they uh, if they were doing a Darth Vader show and on the first episode he took his helmet off? Uh, he's taking his helmet off. No. Well, okay. Uh, then, then another helmet person that's never taken their helmet okay. off. Well, Judge Dredd, uh, the first movie, he took his helmet off, and the comics, he never took his helmet off. So when they did the Dredd in 2006, they finally did it without him taking his helmet off. That's a great movie. That's like uh, Peacemaker taking his helmet off. I mean, should he have ever taken it off? I don't know. Yeah. But he took it he, off a million he's times. Not, he's not known for having his helmet off. I know, I know, I know. And what was what was his side what was the sidekick's name again? Uh on what? Peacemaker? Yeah. I forget the name. Well, are you talking Vigilante? Vigilante, there we go. I mean, he should have never taken his uh, mask off. I thought he wasn't until he did. But they showed him without his helmet before they showed him with his helmet. Yeah. Uh, because he was, when they was at the, the restaurant, he was working at the restaurant. And he got excited because he saw Peacemaker. So that wasn't that wasn't a, uh, wasn't a, a yeah it wasn't a great example but still you know I understand the people getting upset you know you know over breaking continuity from the source right out right out the gate mm-hmm. you know but speaking of Paramount Plus the thing that I'm looking forward to and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. The Godfather miniseries that they're doing on how the movie got made. Wow, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Because it's the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I I, I try to get into watching movies on uh, Paramount Plus. I don't get halfway through and I say I'm going to come back. And I don't get a chance to come back. Because I was watching Queen Pens where they was uh, running a scam with uh, coupons. And I got, still got to watch that. And then I got to watch the uh, Reno 911 in search of q and I got to finish <laughs> watching that. I stopped watching Reno 911 eons ago. As funny as it is, I stopped watching. I used to like the show that the, that the guy in the shorts, he used to do another show. Viva Variety. I used to love that show when he was on that what show. The, what about the movies he's done? They've been all right. I mean, I, I, remember, I remember when I saw Beer Fest, and that that just came across as so funny. But now it's just you watch it, you don't, you don't. The jokes just don't translate anymore. Nope. And uh, he's always going to be known as somebody that uh, is in silly movies, like 
there's people that go through their careers that all they do are ridiculous, silly movies. Well, he's part of the, the Broken Lizard Club. Yeah, but still. You don't think that once in their life, you know, the, a comedic actor wants to do a, a drama? Hey, well, you know, you gotta, you got to uh, go out there. I mean, Jim Carrey primarily only does dramas now. Oh, but you got a uh, Sonic coming out. Yeah, he's a villain. He's a villain, and I like the first Sonic movie. It was really good. A lot of people like that. You know, they, a lot of people consider that the best video game movie. Uh, to, no, to, to no, that's point. not. No, it's not the best video game what movie. Is? Oh, what's the best video game movie? Oh man, because there's been so many video game movies. They're between uh, the original Mortal Kombat, because the new one it's okay, but it's not. Doesn't scratch the surface of the original. Um, I'm not going to even entertain Doom. Um, The Super Mario Brothers movie, that's a good movie, and a lot of people love that movie. Huh? There goes Surfer's uh, quality, huh? It's not a good movie. I think a lot of people enjoy that movie. I liked it. Yeah, you liked it when you was a kid. No, if I were to watch it now, I would enjoy it. With, um, what's this guy's name? Um, oh, God. The guy from uh, Roger Rabbit. Um, Bob, uh, what's Hoskins. it? Bob Hoskins, the thank you, and John Leguizamo. Um... The greatest, the greatest video game movie of all time that is not directly related to a video game, though, is The Wizard. No, we have to be directed to a video game. Has to be related. Um, because there are plenty of movies that are like video games that are good. And what was you saying? What was you about to say? I, I what I was about to say was that the greatest non Non, non-direct video game movie is The Wizard. That's the greatest one of all time. The Wizard? The Wizard. You've never seen The Wizard with Fred Savage? No. Oh, that's a great movie. It's an awesome so, movie. Are you saying it's better than Scott Pilgrim or uh, Wreck-It Ralph? And, uh, I mean, I have to go back and watch Wreck It, Wreck it Ralph because I've never seen it in its entirety. And Scott Pilgrim, I don't remember too well. But uh, in my opinion, because here's the thing: the thing with those movies, they're still they're still more non-real. Whereas The Wizard is a real movie; it's got a real story about real people and um, and it's focused around video games so I think the, the I think another great 
non-video game direct movie, but it's video game it? related, is War Games. Huh? I like War Games. That's a video game movie, essentially. But I'm telling you, if you've never seen The Wizard, though, Surfer, you're doing yourself no, a, no. you're doing yourself a disservice. That's one of Fred Savage's greatest movies. I don't think I ever saw a Fred Savage movie. You've never seen a Fred Savage movie, so you've never seen um, Little Monsters with Howie Mandel. Nope. Wow. Surfer's never seen a Fred Savage movie. That surprises me. Well, I'm telling you, see The Wizard. I think, I I don't know if you were going to necessarily enjoy The Wizard, but it's a really good movie, and the storyline is really good. It's it's about it's he he follows his uh, he takes his um, his mentally I, I don't know if it's mentally ill or emotionally ill I don't know what how they defined it but he takes his brother that has has an issue has emotional issues and they try to go they take uh, to to go to this video game tournament in Los Angeles and the story is about their trip going to Los Angeles and then him finally getting there. And getting into this tournament and him essentially winning the tournament, the the little brother. He's a wizard. He's a game wizard. And and it was it was that movie that officially introduced America to Super Mario Brothers three. So um, it's now, a, such a good movie. Was a movie people like that kind of evolved around video games, but also pop culture references. Like you know, King Kong shows up at one point. You ever see Ready Player One? No. Well, basically, the world is so shitty that everybody retreats into this virtual reality. And in there, people take on whatever form they want. And, of course, you spend money on the game so you can get different things. Like if you want the uh, the uh, Back to the Future car, you can buy it if you've got enough, uh, enough uh, credits to, to uh, buy it for the game. Uh-huh. Now... I am a um, I'm a documentary snob. I love a good documentary, and probably the, probably the greatest video game documentary mm-hmm. is Donkey Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Yeah, I've seen it. That's a great documentary, and even though it's you know it's a documentary, it's a great movie because it's got a hero, it's got a villain, and by the way. I've eaten in Billy Mitchell's restaurant. Nothing special, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, a underrated movie based around video games. Yes, Grandma's Boy. Yes, 
I think that movie is hilarious. Yeah, I love that movie. I mean, it gets a little silly at the end, but still, most of the movies is uh, is pretty funny. Like, I don't know what that guy was thinking when he tried to pull out a a tray from an oven. Like, his age should have known better than to think he could just pull a tray out of an oven as opposed to pulling a tray out of a microwave. There's a... Well, he was high, surfer. (laughs) What did you expect? But there's a lot of great lines in that movie. Just the first one that came to my mind was, my grandma drank my pot. So, you know, it's just stupid stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, his friend that always got high. It is the funniest... Non Adam Sandler film from his studio. Yeah, because all the all, all the other films without Adam Sandler have been trash. Kevin Nash is in that movie, by the way. Huh? Kevin Nash is in Grandma's Boy, by the way. Yeah, and then um, half of half of uh, what's it called? Movies that he's in it aren't that good. No. Adam Sandler, no. He puts out all these movies and most of them are not good. Though, there was one that's on Netflix that uh, he did with... um, Oh my God. I think he did with Jennifer Aniston. That is pretty funny. Where they go to Hawaii and I think they pretend to be married or some shit like that. That's that, that that's a good movie. That's when he's got, that's when he the point when he got lazy career. All these movies is about them taking a trip somewhere. Yep. And I, I was watching a video where they were saying the, the top twenty worst movies to win rap. Guess what movie was number one? I don't know. Now we talking about Aaron Taylor now. Uh, worst movie? Tony yeah. Razzie? I don't know which one. Jack and Jill. I've never seen that one, so I, I believe it. You... I'm not you, missing much, obviously. Don't get that time back. If you watch. I, I gotta tell you, the worst, the worst Adam Sandler that movie that I remember paying to see that I didn't enjoy was Little Nicky. I didn't like that movie at all. Nicky was okay. I didn't like that movie, no. Not for me. But um, he's done some, some worse thinkers since then. Oh, of course. And, uh, oh, and Grown Ups 2. Like, Grown Ups was, was, you know, a nice little cute movie. But Grown Ups 2 was so lazy. All, all, he, all they did was spend the day walking around town. Making fun of people. I've got a I've got an underrated Adam Sandler movie. The Bench Warmers. As silly as that movie is, I love it. It's a great movie. He was movie. in the bench warmers? No, I, I his studio produced the bench warmers. Oh. So uh So he's done like three football movies then. 
Bench Warmers is a baseball movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. He's done. He's done. A, I think a movie on every sport. He's done two football movies. He's done a baseball movie. He's done a basketball movie. He's done a mm-hmm. hockey movie, or a golf movie actually. With, yeah, uh, that was one out of one. With uh, what's oh my but, god, I can't believe it. Uh, Happy Gilmore, you know. But now he can't even get in the theater. He's straight to Netflix. Well, that's how because he signed a deal with Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, so and he likes it that I way. He can crank them out. Yeah, boy, you don't have the pressure of making money at the theater. Because if it go on Netflix, somebody's gonna watch it. Yeah. Well, it's been sixty minutes, Surfer. I know. I, 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 it went by fast, huh? I wouldn't have made it without you. I know, right? Now, Tony C, he must have... I don't know what the hell he ate for dinner, but Tony C didn't return, but that's all right. You know he had a strip of coma. Oh, no, please. He's he probably ate... Look, he probably ate his uh, Chuck E. Cheese pizza, and he fell asleep in it. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. He probably is still eating, though. He's probably taking a sweet-ass time. He's a slow eater. Yeah, he one of those uh, two twenty times. Not something, not not that extreme, but you know, he he and he savors his food. I'm a gulper. How the? Uh, no, I, I can't eat that fast either. Uh, it, it's it's habit. Like you know, when you when you got excuse me, you got a job, and you only have a half hour to go get the food. Bring the food back and eat it, and then get back to work. You learn to eat fast. I guess. Uh, I'm trying to see here if they uh, revealed the WrestleMania set, and I don't believe they have. Wally Mania is going on right now. And, what are you watching? Uh, what do you mean, what am I watching? Uh, like, where are they going to reveal the set at? Supposedly, it was supposed to be revealed by the WWE. So, oh, like a picture, you mean? No, like a video. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were supposed to do it. Uh, but I guess they're not going to do it because it was supposed to have been done already. I mean, it's already it's midnight. So, But anyways, Surfer, I guess you could, you, you could take us home, I guess. What's the rundown for the rest of the weekend? <laughs> so, tomorrow, Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be at 7 p.m. The um, The Hall of Fame post-show will be live at around 12 midnight. Then, on Saturday, we kick things off at 9 o'clock in the morning with a replay of The Shining Wizards from Monday night. Stand and Deliver pre-show live at 12 noon. Saturday, The Rant at 4 p.m. live then the post-show for night one of WrestleMania. Sunday, WrestleMania Radio at 8 o'clock in the morning. 1 p.m., it's ROH 20 years later on Randy M. Radio special presentation. Then Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be live at 4 p.m. Then, at the conclusion of WrestleMania night two, will be the post-show recapping everything that went down. The full marathon will be rebroadcast on Monday, beginning at 6 o'clock in the morning. The Shining Wizards at 6.45 will be live. The rant returns to its normal time slot Tuesday night at 
9 p.m. And then, of course, the Mark Order Podcast closes out the marathon at 10.15 following AEW Dynamite. Well, there you go, Surfer. I just I just ran down the marathon. No, thank you. I had to I had to write that down. So. Oh, okay, good, good. Well, go yeah, ahead. Must... Close out the show. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Double A for uh, helping me uh, bring this show to the masses. I'd like to thank everybody listening now live and on a replay. And hopefully, at some point, we're going to bring this show back on a full-time basis. Until then... Hopefully, it doesn't take another seven years. Until then, it hasn't been seven years. Seven years, dude. I I looked it up. It's seven years. I'm not counting those 15-minute movie reviews. We're talking a full-blown show. Where you had news and reviews and things like that, like you did tonight. Yeah, okay. But always remember, this is my show. I burst it, I belched it, I'm a seed into the grave. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Play this out there for us.